Stop it. Welcome to 15 Minute You. I apologize, everybody. This is going to be a rough This episode. is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. Hopefully he stops moaning at some point. And that's our special guest. Ryan Putz in the house. Big 15 Minute fan. Big fan. Big fan. Biggest fan, some might say. <laughs> well, welcome to the pod. Thanks for joining us. We are here to bring. Oh, 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 I'll edit that out. Sorry, go. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you being here. We should have talked about that. We should have talked about that. We're here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in probably 30 minutes. I'm a little hungover, truth be told. There's been a lot of, a lot of complaining this morning. A lot of complaining, really. I'm just so, saying if we could have pushed it to 10, would this, have killed anyone. Today is going to be part two of our Big Ten uh, Bowl preview. We are going to get into the Citrus Bowl, and then we'll get into Ryan's favorite, the Outback Bowl, as a lifelong diehard Iowa fan. That's why we have Monte. Hawkeyes! So, let's get started with the Citrus Bowl. This year's Citrus Bowl is takes place in Orlando, Florida at Camping World Stadium. This is on January 1st, 2019, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Toe will meet leather on ABC. Kentucky versus Penn State. Penn State coming into this game a 6.5-point favorite, and we have the over-under at 47.5. Evan, where are you at in the Citrus Bowl? So... I've been riding the anti-Kentucky mm-hmm. train hard. Mm-hmm. So if Penn State could pull this one out, that would really do wonders for, I will assume, the fans' confidence in my opinion on college football. And also my confidence, my own opinion in college football. Um, now, saying that, I don't know if I'm being a homer, but I'm leaning towards Penn State. Well, okay. Why? Well, I'm in an awkward spot here because I've been on the Kentucky train. Yeah. Uh, Putz has not been on the Kentucky train. Both of you have been against it. And now now I'm at, at a point where I need to decide, do I keep rolling with the Wildcats or do I concede to my Big Ten ways? Fact or fiction? Is this Trace McSorley's last game? Fact. So, I think you get a guy like him. In the pocket, in his last game, I think he leaned towards Kentucky. Butts, where are you at? I, I got to go with Penn State. Yes! Obviously, obviously, I may be a little bit homerish here. Mm-hmm. I've not been on the bandwagon all year, as you know. But I just don't see... The SEC, first of all, overrated. Breach? Mm-hmm. Overrated. Okay. <laughs> Penn State has McSorley. He is going to... You can't. You can only stop him for so long. He's going to score points. I don't think mm-hmm. Kentucky mm-hmm. scores enough points. Yeah, I I guess momentum wise too, I'm concerned about the way that Kentucky's performed in the second half of the season. The run that they set themselves up for this, you know, we're going to at two nine and three teams here, but second half of the season just wasn't what uh, what they were putting out in the first half. When we talk about September teams and October teams, they were not a great November team. The loss to Tennessee is particularly unacceptable. 
And we've seen times, although I think Snell had a, had a great season and uh, has been fun to watch for the Wildcats. I don't know that they can match what Penn State can do on offense. So, you know, I would bet the under in this game, under 47.5. But if McSorley gets rolling, they're in trouble. I also think looking at Penn State's season, I'm not sure they have a loss that's that's particularly damning. Perhaps the Michigan State one, considering it was at home. Um, I don't think Michigan State's bad, though. But, I mean, there are other losses. Ohio State, Michigan, like, what are you going to do? Um, to your point of the Kentucky's loss to Tennessee, mm-hmm. that's not great. I think, um, I think they have some other, you know, performances that weren't great. I think... Penn State's record is a um, that nine and three record. Excuse me, yeah, nine and three record is a um, just a showing of the conference that they're in, conference and division that they're in. Um, now I'm sure all our SEC fans out there are going to be shouting, "Well, <laughs> for Kentucky, but yeah, no, no, no." I, look at those teams. The Michigan is better than Tennessee. Ohio State is better than Tennessee. Yeah, is Michigan State better than Tennessee? I would say yes. I would think yes, also. Now, this could help our transition here. To me, Penn State's highest quality win this year was against the Hawkeyes. Who? Put thoughts? You cut out. <laughs> what? This- <laughs> uh, I said this might help our transition here, but I think that Penn State's most quality win this season was against the Hawkeyes. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I would say that that is their that is their good win of the year. But is it, what was your take on that game? As much as I hate to say it, the Hawkeyes don't have any good wins. Uh huh. What was your take on Penn State Iowa? You know, it was a, a devastating loss. <laughs> Still not over it, you know, to drive all the way down to the three-yard line and then not call a timeout and throw an interception with, you know, wide receivers and tight ends not knowing what's going on. It, mm-hmm. it really stung, let me tell you. But, you know, on the road at Penn State with McSorley, mm-hmm. you can't be mad to lose that game the way you lost it hurts. That's fair. I get Going in, though, I picked Iowa. I was... I was high on the Hawkeyes till that went down. Actually, I was. I you're looking at me like I was. I was Big Ten championship game. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's sad. Yeah, you finally got smart like Evan and got high on the Hawkeyes. Only to be crushed. Only to be crushed and disappointed. So I guess to cap off the citrus here, I think I, I don't see Kentucky being productive enough on offense. Um, and I, I see Penn State being too much to handle. Um, Agreed. I don't know if there's any emotional leverage there with McSorley last game or not last game or, or whatever he's doing. But uh, I still think that they roll away. Agreed. Let's. So our second game here is the uh, Outback Bowl, which is also on New Year's Day featuring Iowa – 
against Mississippi State. This one's going to go off at noon on ESPN2 at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Uh, ooh, sorry, got that mixed up. Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Um, well, can we talk about the bowl game setup, though, quickly? And how how is it that Michigan and Florida ended up on the 29th, the same day as the playoff game? But then on New Year's Eve, I'm supposed to watch Michigan State and Northwestern. And then on New Year's Day, Iowa is playing, Penn State is playing, and Ohio State is playing. To me, those are the more... Is New Year's Day... Is that not the more primetime day? It definitely used to be. It is definitely the more primetime. <laughs> yeah, jump in anytime you want. Is it... Uh, <laughs> Well, so what's the? I don't understand. How do they get those those spots? My gripe has had Michigan get backed up two days. Yeah, it's the NFL. NFL ruins college football. It does. So, but the I N- mean, why? I I loved I loved the college football playoff on New Year's Eve. Uh huh. Why did that have to change? I agree. I would rather. I loved it. Okay, can I admit something? New Year's Eve is my something? least favorite day. Least favorite holiday. I, I don't know. I didn't watch the playoff when it was on New Year's Eve. Wow. Just between friends. Well, Just what, between were, friends. what were you doing? I was busy with celebrating the new year and making merry, and we lost books. Uh, he'll be back. Um, what, what were you doing? I was making merry. You, were you out of televisions or internet connection? or? No, I was hanging out with people that weren't big college football fans. So they That's wanted, a like. That's a mistake. They wanted. Uh, what's his name? Host the. New Year's Eve thing every year. Who? You're watching Dick Anderson? Van Dyke. Uh, Anderson Cooper? No. Might have been Anderson. I, this is the type of stuff I don't watch. What's his name? Oh my god, him. I'm feeling terrible for blanking on his name. Um, is it Ryan Seacrest? Ryan? Well, he was probably there. No. Um, old dude. He like stopped doing it like two years ago. Stop it. We can't, I can't, we can't even talk about All right. this. Alright, we gotta move on. Um, so It's gonna come to me. Uh, puts this is why we brought you on today for the uh, the talent and your takes on uh, on Iowa football. So Iowa comes into this game a seven point dog, and the over under here is forty four. What's your uh, what's your lens lens on Outback? My take on that is definitely take the under. <laughs> and definitely take the under. I mean, hit that one hard. Hit that hard. And you know, I. I am trying not to be homerish here. Uh-huh. I'm taking Iowa and the seven points. Okay. I think they keep it close. I don't think either team scores a ton of points. I think if you're going to take the under at 43, seven has a lot of points to get. Interesting. How does Iowa survive uh, Mississippi State, though? I, I think Mississippi State won. Well, in the last mock draft, I saw this two defensive linemen at the top. 25 or something like that in the NFL picks. Defensive line, not so much a concern. Mm-hmm. I think Iowa's offensive line always plays well, handles people well. So I'm not as concerned about having to face a great defense as more as I would be if they had a very potent offense mm-hmm. You know that likes to spread you out. I think... Iowa's offensive line, both their tackles, future pros, I think they'll handle Mississippi State's defensive line better than people are expecting. Hmm. I'm having a hard time rolling Hawkeyes here. 
I've really liked what Mississippi State has done in the last month. Um, you know, I had a great season too. This is a. I hope it's competitive and and fun. Um, there. Yeah. Aqua has the reputation of traveling well for bowl games, right? So uh-huh. they jump two teams. They jump two teams to face Mississippi State, who's probably better than they are, which mm. worries me. Uh, the last time Iowa did this, I think Florida beat them by like forty in the Outback Bowl two years ago. <laughs> so, not great, not great. But you know, Iowa typically plays well against quarterbacks that can't throw. Fitzgerald doesn't want to throw. All he wants to do is run. So if you get one dimensional against Iowa, they will. Stay in the game. I'm just saying, take the seven points. Not saying Iowa wins. Okay, no. I could. That, that's a I good take. Behind that. That's a good take. I'll tell you, coming into this game, you know, I think both teams. You look at like points allowed, yards gained, blah blah blah. The teams stack up pretty, um, pretty well, statistically speaking. Um, I think it might come down to third downs, mm-hmm. which is where. Again, pretty even, but I think uh, Mississippi State has a slight edge if you look at their overall rankings. My concern is, and I'm sure Putz can speak to this, uh, Iowa known as this like tight end factory that just cranks out great tight ends. And I'm not saying that's not true, but if you look at the games they lost this year, you're like, where were these tight ends? They have like two catches, uh, minimal blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, so if tight end you, quote-unquote, doesn't show up, I don't know if they win this game. No, that is a great point. Uh, and obviously, no, Fant isn't playing in this game, sitting on the bowl game. Big loss on the offense. However, like Evan was saying, the games they lost, Fant disappeared, which was a huge controversy in Iowa. A lot of people upset at the coaching staff about his playing time. The good news for this bowl game is that apparently they've had game where he hasn't played much, so they should be good. <laughs> <laughs> should be able to plan for that, yeah. yeah. Yes. And, <sighs> I mean, the key is here, the Hawkeyes, they're going to throw it to the tight ends, they're going to run the ball, and they want to run play action. If they can't run play action, game's over. It's over. Their wide receivers aren't good enough if you can't run play action and get Hawkinson involved. It's over. Does I can Iowa defense contain Mississippi State though? This is what Mississippi State in the last month they've gone four and one. Their one loss came to Alabama. Their defense held Alabama to twenty four. I'm actually kind of impressed by that. They put up Mississippi State thirty five on Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl, fifty two on Arkansas, forty. Wait, 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 one second, one second. Those guys have like three combined conference wins. So I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's Arkansas and Ole Miss. I okay. But okay. Let me twenty-eight throw on Texas some Yeah. Let me throw some shit. I, Ryan. Uh, again, we were just talking about Penn State. Uh, McSorley, who is a mobile quarterback. Um, I y'all Iowa lost to Penn State by thirty to twenty-four. So. You know, if we think of Nick Fitzgerald as a McSorley-esque quarterback. But our point was that Iowa should have won that game and, and was in a position to win it. It just didn't because manage. Like, I think McSorley I think had 78 yards rushing against Iowa. Uh-huh. That's, I don't know how much you're going to hold him less than that based on the number of times he touches the ball. Sure. He had one big run against Iowa. Like, Iowa's defensive line is pretty talented with Nelson and Epinesa. 
They are solid. They will make you go 12, 15 plays down the field on them repeatedly. Mm -hmm. If you can do it, you can beat them. But if you make mistakes, you're going to turn it over. They're not going to give you the big play, typically. Typically, they don't. Fair. Fair. So, hopefully a good game. I guess I'm... I can get behind your logic with... I feel uncomfortable taking two Big Ten teams. I'm definitely rolling Penn State. And Iowa with the points? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Iowa with the points. Take this at Evan. And definitely hammer the under. Hammer yeah. the under. Under, yeah. under in both like games. That I under feel in very both confident games. Yeah. with. I don't feel very confident with picking the winner. I'm also feeling a little sheepish about my own picks in that uh, the Mac did not play very well so far. Is it possible the There's Mac's one... bad? <laughs> That's not Based possible. on performance, no. is it possible? <laughs> I've been doing a little gambling during bowl season, and uh, I was undefeated until yesterday, and the Mac should really let me down because I took the 12 points. And I took Toledo. No, dude, no, you shouldn't have taken that. the 12. We didn't say take the 12. Yeah. We, said we take did BYU. say take Toledo. I, I did. I, everything I read said, you know, BYU isn't going to score enough points against their defense. Boy, were they wrong. Well, <laughs> did you, well we also couldn't predict that their quarterback was legitimately going to go 18 for 18. And four touchdowns. My goodness. Is, <laughs> good Lord. That is, that's a good day. That is a good day. But could we just, you know, play some defense on the other Apparently not. 18 for 18, that's a historic day. It's a perfect game. Some might say. <laughs> some might say. Right. Ohio rolled, so they got one. Uh, Buffalo is the only outstanding. Fighting Nathan Rourke's. Never doubted. I just that's to say fair. That. Ohio did did find a way to close. Uh, I didn't love the way NIU played it. At no. UAB. And uh, Eastern was just an absolute heartbreaker. But that game was always going to be tough to call. And then I, I feel like both these games are tough to call. I guess we do have two uh, two opportunities here. They're both Big Ten SEC matchups. Yep. So good opportunities for the conferences to prove themselves against each other. I know both fan bases will argue to the death that one has the advantage over the other. But put up or shut up here. Absolutely. So, all right, anything else you want to leave our 15-minute uh, nation with? Puts. No, no, it's not. I mean, huge fan of the pod, huge fan of the pod. <laughs> so, This is an honor. This is an honor. <laughs> um, but, no, got nothing else about the game. I'm just looking forward to it. You know, I'll probably be like Evan. I'll probably be a little hungover for it, though. So, mm-hmm. Great. You know. This is your, uh, this is your first, uh, first Christmas with a child. How's it going? You, you still alive? Oh, man, yep. About one month old now. Uh-huh. Doing good, good. Adjusting to, you know, way less sleep. <laughs> you know? And way less more beer in my life. Oh, really? That's got to be disappointing. terrible. It is not. That part is not enjoyable, but, you know, you have too many beers and get up at 2.30 in the morning, that is worse. So, <laughs> yeah. That's a good take. You know, man, being really an hard. adult, that's less fun. <laughs> yeah. True that. <laughs> So, all right, brother, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciated uh, appreciated having you today. Yes. Hey, also, well, I want to end on this. Yeah. Can I say Merry Christmas on the podcast? Yeah, go ahead. You can. Well, you guys have a Merry Christmas. You too. You too. You too. All right, but thanks, kid. We'll see you. Peace.
All right, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been your Outback Bowl and Citrus Bowl recap. Let us know how the discussion goes. I don't know. At the holiday party? At your family gathering? I, yeah. I assume nobody's at a water cooler Hopefully on Tuesday. Not. I hope not. If you are, sorry. Bring the discussion. Yeah. yeah. We're sorry. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at these family and friend gatherings throughout the next couple weeks, be sure to tell those families and friends about 15 Minute You. Yes. They can reach out to us at Facebook, Gmail, or Twitter. Thank you so much from our 15 Minute Hearts to yours. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for joining us. Whatever you do this holiday season, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Oh, starting to feel somewhat human. Oh, Lord. Oh, not